Welcome to the great conversation where ideas matter. Ideas shape markets, ideas change the world. One of the things that is a blessing in my life is when I run across people with passion that's anchored to a belief system, which it translates into how they lead people and teams and pass on their value to their industry and their company. And uh, I happen to know a gentleman who can be described as highly generous, highly kind, and also very effective in his role as an EP and risk consultant. And nothing like a viral effect. I said, who, who else can I talk to that you would recommend on The Great Conversation? He goes, oh, you got to talk to Stephen. Stephen who? Stephen Bolin, who is the global director of corporate security at Gallagher. And guess what? He was so kind to join me today here on The Great Conversation. Stephen, great having you. Glad to be here, Ron. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Stephen, why don't you just quickly give us a profile of Gallagher so everyone has context and what you do at Gallagher? So Gallagher is a uh, global insurance and risk management broker. Um, you know, they provide tailored and comprehensive insurance solutions for all different types of businesses, um, risk management strategies, right? Reduction of risk and, you know, total cost of risk, consulting, right? So they kind of cover all those buckets. Um, global organization, um, and so I serve as the global director of corporate security. Um, you know, we didn't have this function um, up until about five years ago. Gallagher approached me and said, hey, look, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're expanding our footprint geographically, organizationally. And, you know, you know, it's time that, you know, we're here. So um, fortunately, you know, uh, uh, um, they approached me. And so we're, we're, we're building and that's what was so attractive to me about around was we're building an organization internally that didn't exist before. And I've done that at a, at a couple other uh, MNCs and, and, and that's what I really like. I like, or, you know, building something organically from the ground up that didn't exist. So you can really build it to the organization, build it effectively. There's no bad habits, right? There's no, there's, there's uh, no bad traits, no, no, no bad ethics that you have to correct. So it was attractive for me, and and uh, so so um, I jumped at the offer, and uh, you know my purview is is on basically on the physical security side. We have intelligence and operations, um, um, we have uh, investigations, executive protection, travel safety and security. So all of those buckets, enterprise, physical security. Um, so a lot of those uh, different buckets that fall under my purview. Well. Uh that's fascinating for so i first got to press on that a little bit was that a blank sheet that gallagher gave you that is did they say we don't even know what the, the kpis we don't even know what the measurements would be you're going to put together the whole program from the ground up including how we measure this program's performance over time did they give you that big of a blank sheet they did they did right and 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 you know they really didn't know what to expect. Cause again, it didn't exist before. So they said, Hey, we know we need this right in the world today. We know we need this because of 
you know, our organizational, our, our risk and, and, you know, our, our scope of our organization, our footprint, but we don't know what that entails. So now in no way, shape or form are we, you know, five years in anywhere close to being where we need to, but yes. So it was a blank sheet to say, Hey, we need to know what we don't know. Right. So what I, what I love about that, Stephen, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll put the spotlight on me. Um, I, um, I offer my strategic advisory planning and execution business models, uh, you know, as a service. And, and yet I too, just like Gallagher is in the risk management business. Uh, I too need advice and strategy and planning and execution from time to time outside you know, out, out from an outsider. And what they did is even though they're in that business, they came to you and said, and we recognize we need some help as well. <laughs> you know what? And it's, and you know, I'm constantly with, with, with folks within the organization. It's, it, it is a giggle point, right? It is a funny, you know, we're like, Hey, we're experts in this, in the, in, in this, you know, area, right? This is, I mean, we're <laughs> highly regarded, experts in risk management and, and consulting and all this, but um, you know, what are we doing internally, right? What are we doing for our organization? We're providing this for our clients at a very high level, but what are we doing internally? And so, um, and you know, it starts at the top down and the culture, um, you know, the, the employees are number one for this organization and, and the gap was, was there and the time was right. So yeah, it is, it is definitely <laughs> comical to some extent. Well, and it's really interesting, you know, because they gave you a blank sheet, I'm going to infer something, you know, they had some kind of boilerplate, you know, job description when they came to you, I'm sure. And they were told mm -hmm. to look for certain skill sets, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, they probably were looking for leadership. Is that, is that a good, good guess? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when I got here, it was me. Right. And nobody else, again, it was a blank slate. So there were no, no, nobody else in the department. The department didn't exist. So it was exactly that. Let's hire this chess piece. Right. And then let's let him build out the board. Wow. What an opportunity. What a blessing for you. Now, that was five years ago. You started with a blank sheet. What's it look like today? So, like I said, a lot of work to go. Right. And we've had an interesting, I'm going to say two years these past two years. So um, I think a lot of organizations, you know, pretty much press the pause button every, on everything um, when the pandemic hit. So I kind of look at the true picture of it in, in three years, right? Um, and within that time frame, we've made significant, I mean, pretty quick leaps and bounds. We implemented a global security operations center that's available, you know, that's a resource for our, for our sites. We've implemented, you know, global intelligence monitoring and communications, um, um, travel safety and security programs. Um, so we're, we're developing, you know, enterprise uh, um, standards for investigations, you know, physical security, um, you know, and, and investigations is a big one, right? Um, and, you know, I've been approached by folks within the organization before and said, what the hell did we do before you got here? Right. Because th there's been a lot of 
when you say KPIs, there's been a lot of um, analytics that, you know, wow, you know, we have standards now. We have a way to work forward and move forward from, you know, cat threat assessment teams and things that, that didn't exist before. And now we have those resources. And uh, it's been, you know, I got to tell you, from, from an organizational perspective, it's been received with open arms, right? You know, I think a lot of our folks recognize the need and to have the support to be able to say, hey, we have this situation to be able to turn to, um, you know, an internal resource to help guide you through it when before it didn't exist is, is been very welcome. Well, you were doing, you were having a lot of conversations internally to get a baseline. So you knew what the blanket piece of paper had as its straw man. Uh, so, you know, you, you cross the enterprise with your, uh, with your own internal research, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we're pretty, as most organizations are, look, I'm going to tell you, it took a while to navigate internally, um, you know, with the different divisions and different leadership within those divisions, the different business lines, the different risks associated to those business lines, the different tolerance associated to, uh, to the different groups. So yeah, it was, uh, you know, it took a while to navigate through all the while. I mean, there was a grunt aspect to this again, you know, I was the first boots on the ground. So, you know, there was a lot of, you know, really trying to understand and learn the organization and learn the players and again, build out that chessboard. But uh, at the same time, there's a lot of grunt work because, you know, situations, incidents, they don't wait. Right. So, Hey, we got to start working and managing through, we got to start, so there was, uh, you know, a lot of grunt work along with, uh, um, you know, developing an understanding of how do we move forward strategically. Okay. So that blows me away a little bit. You're right. I hadn't even thought of that. You didn't come in in a three-year research project. You came in where you're handed any situation that comes up now, you're going to get handed. And at the same time, you got to develop a program. How in the heck did you do that? <laughs> My wife... Uh, um, was teetering on kicking me out of, uh, well, when I was home, she was going to kick me out of the house, but there was, look, it, and I knew going into this again, like I said, Ron, I, I, I built similar programs before. And so I knew going into it, but again, it's, you know, the opportunity is so attractive to build and look, basically what we're doing is we're building high performance teams. Right. Um, and to do that, um, it's just very attractive to me. So I knew going into it, the investment that I would have to make personally, um, you know, and, and I'm a big family man, you know, I got my wife and four children and, you know, I let them know. And fortunately my kids are old, a little bit older. So it was an easy conversation to have to say, Hey, look, you know, um, it's going to be, you know, uh, a tough couple of years, but you know, as we build this out, we're going to get back to some normalcy. So, um, you know, I had to get their buy-in. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, you know, some long hours. Well, I'm also blown away about how you just talked about it too. Uh, you, you started with the ability to understand structurally what you had to do. The, the blank sheet of paper was Gallagher. The blank sheet of paper was not your understanding what a program would look like. But then you had to identify the right resources get them to buy into the program, hire in under you, get them on the same page of music, and then organize them by these different things you were constructing. I mean, at Global Sock, um, you had to create an internal team and an external team to make that happen. 
because that's a technology architecture as well as a process architecture. Global intelligence, the same way. Travel safety and security, same way. Enterprise risk management, investigations, all the same way. So you must have had some great partners like uh, in the IT and CISO world helping you out with this. Oh, absolutely. Look, this doesn't get done by one person in any way, shape or form. Um, there were some, you know, when I came in, they, you know, they had um, some systems in place that were operating in isolation, right? But they were there to support, um, you know, some of uh, some of the programs. So it was really, okay, what, what do we have evaluating that? And you hit it right on the head, right? From a technology perspective, the internal, external partners and vendors and really getting, you know, developing all those buckets. Okay, what, you know, what do we have within those buckets? What needs to be enhanced, evaluated, improved, or, hey, that's stable, it's good for, for right now, or, or, you know what, that's something that's solid and moving forward. What do we need to grow, right? So, yeah, the, the, in no way, yeah, there's, it, this has been, um, and that's what, that's what is, that's what I've loved about Galgaron is it's a collaborative environment. It really is. Um, you know, you have to lean on, you know, certain groups internally and externally, but from an internal perspective, you have to lean on some groups for their subject matter expertise. And sometimes just to lean on them and say, Hey, how do I navigate internally to get this to where I need to get to? Right. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's hundred percent collaborative. I'm also blown away about this unique place in history you and I are living in right now. Um, if you go back quite a few years and you talk to people who have played an embedded intelligent investigations role, you know, they, they wouldn't have used the term workflow, right? They, they were managing, mm -hmm. uh, they were managing by who they knew on the ground. They are managing by phone and post-it note. And now you're starting to see this deluge of information, public and private, as well as internal technology, uh, that is the tidal wave of information and data. And so you, you know, you don't have any, you don't have any choice these days. You've got to develop a technology platform to help you do all that, right? Is that why you developed the SOC and the global intelligence uh, framework? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So not only I, you, you're, you hit it on the head, right? So human, human intelligence, um, well, it's probably still some of the most valuable intelligence, you know, with all the different systems and analytics, like even Dave, Dave's developed an unbelievable technology platform, but just to have, you know, to understand the organization and then based on what we understand of the organization, the operations and, and the support that's needed, finding the right platform and, and the right, that, that platform has to provide the right intelligence to be able to support Gallagher specifically. It might be great for another company, but it, might not, but, but it doesn't fit us and our footprint. So, um, you know, understanding that, finding that, and then, yeah, having the resources to be able to say, hey, we're taking in that information. Now what's our process and protocols? How do we disseminate it? Who, to get, who does it get disseminated to? What's our reaction to it? Are we activating, not activating? Are, you know, so 100%. And, and again, in no way, shape, or form are we done. We're constantly, um, we, we, we still have a lot of growing to do, um, and we still have uh, um, um, gaps, right, that we need to address. But um, I think we're much better off than where we were five years ago. Okay, let's, let's play that out, though. Uh, what I just heard, and 
you got to forgive me. I just jumped to these other spheres based on your words. <laughs> uh, so, so it's just how my brain works. But in, in the old days, you had an investigation and, you know, but now with these new platforms and these new tools, in a way, it's kind of expanded your team. You suggested, right. you, of course, had interviewed the line of business owners and trying to find out their tolerance of risk. But in, a, in an interesting way, if these platforms are architected the right way, if they are simple and easy to use, you can actually increase your feet on the street if you have helped them understand the process for for uh, actually interacting with the data you're gonna provide them. I mean, you am I right? Have you almost democratized the investigation process? Absolutely, right? So it's garbage in, garbage out, right? So yeah, yeah. It, 100%, right? So it's, it's you know, uh, identifying those thresholds, that criteria, right? What are our, what are those thresholds that are specific to us, our operations that are gonna trigger those appropriate actions, right? And then customizing that that intelligence as it comes in so we can funnel it, right? Because like you said, right? I mean, you try, you know, you try and take it all in, you're gonna drown, right? So how do we narrow that tube down to where it's specific to us, where it becomes actionable, right? right? And right. So that, now, now that's also interesting, right? One of the things that I, you know, you know, my background, Stephen, I, I'm a process guy, you know, once I understand what the outcome is, my job is to also help them get to that outcome as efficiently as possible. And it sounds like very much that's how you approach your business. So, so um, being able to customize, funnel it, provide the right directive in that communication can get you very close to a phrase I use over and over again. And that's real-time situational awareness and actionable response. Real-time, it wasn't often used in this industry 20 years ago, in fact, never. And now, mm -hmm. now we're getting to the point where they're gonna almost expect predictive and proactive intelligence. Are, are they getting to that point now? Absolutely, yeah, 100%, right? And I still think there's, you know, we've looked at different things. I still think there's work to be done depending on the platform you're looking at and how you want to deploy it and use it. Right. But uh, absolutely there is. And, and um, you know, and that's one of the things that we've been really, you know, we really are working towards continuing to develop is, you know, kind of that real-time awareness, support, Right. You know, before, like you said, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, um, you know, uh, maybe even before that, there, you know, there, an incident would occur and it was post incident notification. Right. Hey, this happened. And right. So now we want, hey, we want this is happening. We're going to know as it's happening so we can provide emergency communications, emergency response actions, right? We can assess it. Is it an enterprise level wide event? Is it not? So it absolutely provides us, but, you know, understanding you can, you know, we looked at layering analytics over cameras for that force multiplier, right? Because if you layer analytics over the cameras, it's so the intake, uh, the information is, is obviously processed more effectively. And so you don't need you know, a hundred officers, um, to, to, to cover that. So there, it, it, it absolutely is. And real time is becoming, um, you know, um, a standard, 
as as more of a buzzword, right? And and that's what we're working towards. You know, we're constantly telling our folks, look, we're here, we're a resource for you, we're here to respond. And we want to support you as an event is occurring, as opposed to, you know, post event and you know, right. and and when we can't when there's nothing that we can it's done. It's over with. It's really interesting you bring up analytics. Um uh, a lot of people have been shying away from those for years, but it looks like the technology has matured where it's really becoming viable now. I just got off um, a podcast with a uh, security executive in a major hospital, and he's using a sound analytic on the camera to actually measure the escalation of aggression in, a people, in people's voices so he, mm-hmm. so he can anticipate it before the incident occurs. And he said he's been able to reduce 50% of workplace violence in the first year. Yes, I, that, you know, I actually saw something similar to that um, with a system and where they upload it right to the, you know, the camera and yeah. it digests it. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. Right. But that's, you know, that's where we're going. So, but, you know, evaluating, you know, we could say, hey, all of these products, we're going to put them all into play, right? But a lot of times, you know, does it fit the culture, right? Does it fit the culture? It's one thing to say, hey, we have tangible. This is going to be able to reduce, like you said, workplace violence, and that's why 50%. Hey, we'll make it part of our culture. We'll make sure that it fits our culture, right? When you, when you can show things, show results to that aspect. But, you know, um, you know, something as simple as, you know, when we talk about camera placement, well, our culture is we don't watch our people, right? We watch exterior, interior exits. We don't watch our people. We don't have cameras that face in, inside to where the population is. So a lot of this is, is, you know, I've come across stuff where I said, yeah, look, that's great. It's awesome, but it doesn't fit our culture. Um, I think analytics are, are getting past that point um, to where the fear um, of that word um, or the complexity of that word is, is going away and it's, yeah, it's becoming more mainstream and the benefits to it are, are becoming a lot more evident. Well, you and I both know, cause we've spent so much time in our own, in our, um, national culture, we know that people will get over privacy concerns if they can save money or time. <laughs> <laughs> hundred percent. And some <laughs> right. even safety, some even safety. Right. Exactly. safety say. Yeah. yeah. But I want to, I want to explore one more thing in our final few minutes together. Uh, Cause I'm a graphic guy and I'm drawing a picture while you're talking. So thank you so much. Cause when I get to have a great conversation with a great leader like you, it always inspires pictures. So just so you know, the picture is in my mind and I put this little dot and I'm going to put that as leadership. And then there's a layer. There's a, I'm going to do concentric circles now. Then I put a leadership culture. That is a self-correcting leadership culture. So that, that's the culture. Then the next layer is the operating culture, which is people performing roles in a process using tools, measurable process using tools. Okay, you got that. And then if you get those circles right, all three of those circles, you produce incredible outcomes, which is, depending on where you're at, could be reducing incidents by 50% or could be, you know, knocking the ballpark out of your revenue. It could be a lot of different things. But if we just for a second use my image here, 
it sounds like what Gallagher did is they hired the right guy, the tip of the spear, who said, yeah, okay, I, I, I have confidence. Uh, I have a track record of developing programs. I can hire the team and also leverage the existing teams inside the company. That is the leadership culture. And then I'm going to develop the systems, people, process, and tools. And in three years, you got a global SOC, global intelligence, travel, security, and say, my God, you've nailed it. You've hit it out of the ballpark. But did I get the concentric circles right? First of all, thank you. Um, and yeah, you hit him right on the head. Absolutely. And, and, but I'll be the first one to tell you, um, this is not me, right? This is um, uh, collaboration, um, organizational commitment, um, program champion commitment. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I appreciate the comment that they hired the right guy, but you know, I'm only, I'm only a piece of the, you know, I keep referring to chess. I'm only a chess piece. I'm not, I'm not the whole game. So I think that, you know, it, it, they could have hired the, the, the perfect person for this position, but if they didn't have to your point, those other concentric circles of culture and operating, this would have failed. Well, right? if, so, if you notice, I said you were a dot, the concentric yeah, circle, I am, yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Yes, the concentric you're circles right. is what you constructed from that dot. Yeah. Yes. You're a hundred percent right, Ron. A pebble in the pond. And I got to tell you, and that's why this is a great conversation with Stephen Bowler. Stephen, you, um, we're going to have to check back with you here because you got two years left in your program now. Pandemic bought you two more years. So we're going to, we're going to come back to you and see where you're at in five years. How's that sound? I love it. I look forward to it. <laughs> this I hope I got something good to report now. Now I got to step it up a little bit. Ah, uh, you better step it up, buddy. <laughs> this has been a great conversation with Stephen Bowler.